Hello, all of my spooky people. Welcome to episode three of Reapers Creepers. Happy Halloween. Yeah. We have a uh, a pretty intense story to tell you guys tonight. Yeah, this is a doozy. Well, our doozy, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely for us. This is, well, y'all heard our ghost story about the book when we lived in the apartment. Well, this is our ghost story from the first house we bought. Our first haunted house. Our first haunted house. We should make a children's book. I know. <laughs> Don't steal it from us, you guys. <laughs> this, uh, Find it on uh, Amazon Kindle Direct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The goblins would be like, oh, cool. Our first childhood trauma. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it wasn't our fault, though. No, we did the best we could. So this story is spread out over the entire five years that we lived in this house. And at this point of recording this episode, we have been out of that house. Almost two years. Almost two years. So we were newlyweds. Yeah. Basically. We'd been married for probably now everybody. I mean, eight months. (sighs) I feel like the first two years of our marriage, everybody told us, oh, you're still in the honeymoon phase. Yeah. And it drove me crazy. I'm, I mean, of course, everybody intends well, but I'm like, no, we just... We just like each other. We just like each other. But it was towards the beginning of our marriage, and we decided that we were ready to start looking for a house. We found it, mm-hmm. and uh, the plan was to like live there until we died. Never move again. Yeah, that was the plan. Then, of course, for obvious reasons, that didn't that didn't happen. Yeah. Which, I mean, after we started having the goblins, we had decided to start looking anyway because we outgrew it really fast. But yeah. the supernatural stuff did not help. <laughs> no, it didn't. We bought the house. And shortly after we bought the house, I decided I wanted to go back to school. I'm tired of jumping around from job yeah, to job. Yeah, which, I mean, it was like six months later because we bought it in the spring. You went to right. school in the fall. Right, right. We, we, we bought the house in March of 2015, and we happened to have a rent or a credit on our rent. So we had a month to move in. Mm-hmm. You had painted the house in a day, the mm-hmm. inside of the house, except for what was going to be my game room. Well, and I went to, I would have already been back in school because I was taking business classes before I actually went in what I was going for. Because I, <laughs> I went to class covered in paint that night, I don't and it was my that. it was my accounting class. Was it? Oh, I vaguely remember that because we had dinner in the business hall with each mm-hmm. other a couple times. I remember that now. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I remember. So maybe that was maybe you were at class that yeah you had painted the whole house except for the game room. And then you had to go to class. Oh, and you were going to paint the game. And room. I was painting the game room. Okay, because I remember being in the house alone painting the game room. But I don't right. rem- didn't remember why. So this was the first instance of anything creepy happening. Yes. And it wasn't anything major, but we both listened to it a whole lot. We go to more metal shows than yeah. anything. So I was in the game room, which you walk in, and immediately in front of you is the stairs. And to the left was a formal dining room, which ended up being the game room. Yeah. Uh, so I was in there painting, and I had, I think, Trivium on or something. It was probably Trivium. Yeah. Jamming and painting... But it was kind of creepy. Yeah. But I also just played it off. It was getting dark outside. Well, and you're in a new house. In a new house all by myself. Right. So it could be a number of things why you feel creeped out. Right. But it happens again. Like Uh every time we listen to metal in this house after dark, 
it just heavy it's heavy. super heavy and we we would even tell each other we're like we can't listen to metal after dark anymore because it pisses the house off uh-huh and it just it's just as heavy and you could listen to it in the backyard you can go in the backyard and jam all you yeah. wanted to but if you brought it inside it did not like it yeah as soon as you got outside of the house it didn't matter everything was fine and and that it was that way the whole five years because mm-hmm. I remember several different times having to go outside and catch some fresh air. Now I remember it not being as big of a deal when we were like having a party, right? And there were lots of people over. Well, but also there was lots of people over, so that changes the energy. Well, I had a friend after uh, one time we got together, and she messaged me like after they had all left the house, and she was like, "I felt really weird by the stairs." Like, yeah. it was heavy over there, and I, I just feel like I need to tell you that. Definitely the stairs was the center point of the activity for the longest time. Yeah, which is, like, the center point of the house, too. Yeah, it, it, it probably was the exact center. Like I said, you walk in, the stairs are immediately in front of the door. To the left is the game room. To the right, it opens up to the living room, which curves back to the kitchen. And then you could go behind the stairs to the bathroom and the downstairs bedroom. Mm-hmm. Upstairs, you walk up the stairs to a landing. In front of you is a bathroom, and on to either side is a bedroom. Mm-hmm. And to the left was uh, what would become Goblin One's bedroom. Mm-hmm. And originally, whenever we moved into the house, that bedroom to the right was the master bedroom. It was the biggest bedroom in the house. Right. There was no like master bedroom suite where there was a bathroom in it or anything. Right. So that was the biggest room in the house, so we claimed it as the master. Yep. That was how it started. I don't remember exactly how much later it was, I guess, before bigger stuff started happening. It was a while. I do remember uh, we had three dogs at the time, and the one, his name was Roxo, and he <laughs> was a pit corgi mix. Have y'all ever watched Metalocalypse? Yeah, that's where his name came Dr. from. Dr. Roxo. Dr. Roxo. And, that, and he, it fit. <laughs> uh-huh. But... Once we were already in bed and you wanted a snack or something or had to go down, I would not go downstairs without him. But Roxo always went with you. He always went with me. But that was like the only reason I would go down the stairs at night by myself. Yeah. Once you get downstairs and get into the kitchen area, it was everything's fine back there. Mm-hmm. And I even remember that that downstairs bedroom before we had the goblins was like a just a, hang, a hangout room. Yeah. Well, that was my lady cave. Yeah. And it didn't, have a, it didn't have a door on it. And that, that room was well, like... Well, it had an accordion door. But... <laughs> oh, yeah. I... Ashley broke the door. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of times that door was open. And then uh, for a long time, there was no door. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it always would seem dark back there, but not heavy dark. Right. It just Well, and that room didn't get much sunlight anyway because of the house that was next door. It just was a dark room in general. It did not get very much light. It only had the one window and it was blocked. But ironically, as the longer we lived there, that ended up feeling like the safest room it in really the house. Was, yeah, that was our safe haven. I, I know. There, I do remember a lot of nights I would stay in the game room. Mm-hmm. It was You could still feel the creepiness in there. But also, that's where all my stuff was, so that was, like, my space. But as long as you stayed in there and you didn't come out of that door, it was fine. Mostly. Mostly. But yeah, so I, I would take Roxo downstairs with me, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, that was the extent of it for the longest time. Well, and then after a few months of living there, I had a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Which, everybody has nightmares, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't have more than the average nightmare i would say so like like tanner said the layout of the second story you go up the stairs there's a small landing bedroom to your left 
bathroom right in front of you, our bedroom to the right. No big deal. But my dream, I did not realize was a dream at the time. Uh, I thought that it was just mm-hmm. real life <laughs> was happening. But I woke up in the middle of the night, needed to go to the bathroom. Nothing crazy there. So I just remember myself walking to the bathroom. And I, I mean, if I get up in the middle of the night, I'm not turning lights on. I'm leaving the door open. <laughs> I'm just trying to stay sleepy. <laughs> and so I sit down doing business but from the toilet upstairs you can see all the way down the stairs mm-hmm. you can see the window by the front door from the mm-hmm. yeah you can see everything right there and then i just remember hearing a growl come from my left side where the stairs are and so i like slowly looked over and there was this creature on the stairs it didn't really have a definite shape I guess it was more like a shadow, but it was opaque. It was like this dense Mm -hmm. darkness and you couldn't see through it, but it didn't have a true form, but I could tell that it was like climbing up the stairs on all fours, you know, like how you do when you're a Mm -hmm. kid and you're being crazy. Yeah. (laughs) That was it. Just this dense darkness on all fours, climbing up the stairs, growling and snarling at me and I couldn't do anything. I mean, I was... I just stayed there and I couldn't scream. I couldn't move. I, I couldn't do anything, but he damn sure was getting closer. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up and I was like, dang, that was a, <laughs> that was a scary dream. But, you know, go back to sleep, try again. <laughs> but I honestly didn't think anything about it because I mean, we just bought our first house. I'm going to school full time at night, working full time during the day. I mean, I'm tired and I'm stressed. Mm-hmm. That's And usually that's when nightmares pop up. Tired and stressed. I can't remember how far apart the... The dreams were? The dreams were, but I have a second dream. And just like last time, I don't realize that it's a dream. I think that it's real yeah. life. So I wake up. And in our bedroom, our bed... Or our bed is against a wall. But in the far corner... To the left, there is my closet. And so I wake up in my dream. And your closet would be right, it would share a wall with the staircase. Yes. Yes. That's a pretty important fact. Yep. The back of the closet bumps up against the stairwell. Mm -hmm. I, I wake up and I can hear that same growling noise I did in my previous dream or nightmare, but it's coming from my closet. I just remember kind of staring up at the ceiling like, <laughs> oh, shit, here we go again. And I sit up and I look to my closet and that same exact creature is crawling out of my closet and up my side of the bed. Mm-hmm. And it's just growling and snarling at me. I remember you telling me about that one. Mm-hmm. And it was so scary. <laughs> yeah. Then I had sleep paralysis immediately after that. Mm-hmm. I was awake and conscious but I couldn't scream, I couldn't move, I couldn't I couldn't do anything except just stare at the ceiling and wait for the rest of my body to catch up. Mm-hmm. That was scary. I don't think you told me about these yet. I, right. I had not said anything about them yet because I, I had the first one and it, I just didn't think anything of it. So that next morning I decided to tell you about it because, they, I mean, they were both intense and it is not common for me to have 
two nightmares that close together. But what really got me was the creature in my dreams was the exact same in both of them. Mm-hmm. And it did the same thing. I mean, it's crawling and growling and snarling at me, just scaring the shit out of me. But I was telling Tanner about him. And as I remember telling you, and you just like slowly all the color in your face drained out. <laughs> it, was like it was like watching a scene from Nightmare on Elm Street. When they're all realizing they're dreaming about the same character. Yeah, that's exactly exactly what it was like. I remember kind of word vomiting, getting it out, because I didn't want to tell you about it because I go to school full time at night, so I'm not home. Mm-hmm. And you are home alone at night when it's dark, yeah. when we feel it the most. Well, so 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 this this I think this might take place when you're going back like like I said, full time. So it was every single night of the mm-hmm. week from like Five o'clock to ten o'clock. Yep. So it's it in the fall semester. It's in the fall. It's getting dark early. Mm-hmm. And I was home by myself because we had no goblins at this point. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to scare you like that. I mean, I'll do a good jump scare and I'm all for that. But this was like real stuff going on. And I did not want you to be scared to be in the house all week by yourself. Yeah. But after she told me, I had had the same dream. Yeah. Because Mine was the stairwell one with it crawling up the stairwell. And I remember the same thing. It was black, opaque, but I do remember it having more of a human silhouette. Do you? Uh, like a man. You couldn't see like a hairline or anything. It was just. Masculine. Masculine shaped. shaped. It had claws. See, I feel like maybe I remember claws. And I, I remember it being a like black, opaque, but also radiating like dark yeah. light yeah <laughs> dark light that's funny well and after i had told you because i like word vomited my two nightmares and like all that color just drained out of your face and that was whenever you were like i had the same dream mm-hmm. and i was like oh shit <laughs> what do now <laughs> yeah uh i remember there was like this um unspoken understanding that if one of us asked to switch spots in the middle of the night, it was because it was bothering us. Yeah. And um, I think this is even where, so I like to sleep back to back. Mm-hmm. And I think this is where it came from is oh. just because I feel, I felt safer back to back. Like we were actually, actually watching each other's back. Well, also we started, and I know this is silly, but it worked for us, but we started putting our clothes hamper in front of the closet door. That's right. So when the house would settle in, it wouldn't latch. Yeah. That was when it bothered us the most. Yep. So we put stuff in front of it to keep make sure it wouldn't open. Because the door would pop open, like when the air conditioner came on and uh-huh. stuff. But it actually seemed like it worked. Yeah, it, it did. If we had the hamper in front of the door, it was not creepy that night. Uh, we didn't have a nightmare. I mean, it was fine. Mm-hmm. It, it was completely normal. And this, yeah, this was the closet door. Mm-hmm. There were two closets in this room. Uh, one had accordion doors, and that's where all my stuff was. Mm-hmm. But it was on the wall that shared the the back wall of the house. And that was my side of the bed. Yeah. Um, but your closet, like we said, shared a, a wall with the stairwell, which was where all this stuff was happening. Mm-hmm. And there was, I mean, whenever we moved into this house, we there was nothing in the house. I mean, it was completely cleaned out. The only thing that we noticed that was left behind was there was some stickers on the inside of the door and wall in my closet in our room do you remember those i don't remember those they were just like little kid stickers there was nothing 
ominous about it. That was about it um, until after the first of the year. And I found out that we were pregnant with goblin number one. And I don't really remember anything happening. Nothing significant happened. Nothing significant. Other than the same, like, being bothered in our sleep and switching spots and making sure the hamper was in front of the door. Stuff like that. That was Mm -hmm. about the, the norm for, honestly, the next about four years. Yeah. I mean, it stayed, activity stayed pretty minimal. So we had goblin one. About six months later, found out we were pregnant with goblin number two. Like Tanner had mentioned, there was the third bedroom downstairs, but of course we didn't want any, we didn't want either of the kids to be downstairs alone. So we were just going to try and get Goblin 1 and Goblin 2 to share a room, which did not work. They were too loud for each Mm -hmm. other. So we ended up moving the crib into our room and Goblin 2 slept in the crib in our bedroom with us. Goblin 1 had his own room across the hall. No big deal. He was hard to get to sleep, though. Like, he was. constantly, ever since he was born. Ever since he was born, yeah. Ever since he came home, he was hard to get to sleep. But once you got him to sleep, it was fine. Mm. M- mostly. Well, in the beginning it was. In the beginning. Until things start to get worse. And Goblin 2, she has always, when she's tired, she's ready to go lay down right now. And she wants her bed and mm-hmm. her bed only. She doesn't like people cramping up her space yeah and i think goblin 2 slept in our room i think it was like 10 months it was basically until we wanted a new bed anyway yeah and we were going to move downstairs and just let them rain the upstairs so we just dealt with sharing a room until until we we could could afford a new bed so instead of having to move our king-size bed downstairs we just bought a new one and put it in the downstairs bedroom Mm -hmm. got our and so we we moved downstairs so goblin one had his own room goblin two had our room to herself now we made it hers and then shortly after that goblin one started being even more difficult to get to go to bed yeah and we tried all kinds of things so ever since he was a baby i would rock him and give him his bottle Mm -hmm. and usually that would knock him out yeah until he started getting a little bit bigger and when Goblin 2 was born and we initially had the crib in that room, we ran out of, there wasn't much space for the rocking chair in there anymore. Mm. So I started rocking him downstairs and then taking him upstairs. Which it could take up to two hours to get him to fall asleep. Yeah, there was a lot of times that I fell asleep in the chair and then just when I woke up, I put him to bed. Mm-hmm. And then it got to the point where we would turn on like nature documentaries. And, and just, he loved them, but. Yeah, just bore him to sleep. Yeah. There were nights where I would just remember he would get to that dazed phase mm-hmm. where he's not a, he's not asleep, but he's not conscious enough to. And if you move it all, he's going to throw fit. Well, what I would do is I'd wriggle out from underneath him mm-hmm. because it was taking two hours to put him to sleep. And that's two hours of my evening that I wasn't getting to do anything other than sit there and try and stay Why? awake. Um, so I'd wriggle out from underneath him so I could go paint models or something. Mm-hmm. And then just wait until he passed out. You'd have to sit there and wait and listen for his breathing to change. Mm -hmm. But then eventually it got to the point where, like, we could get him to sleep, but he was waking up every single night. Mm -hmm. Every single night, wake up, screaming, crying, and he could walk at this point and get out of his... Well, at first he couldn't get out of his bedroom. He wasn't... He couldn't work the doorknob just yet. He could get out of his, but uh, couldn't... Ours latched better than his 
because oh. he could get out of his and you could hear him at our door. Yep, that's right. But we, we had a baby gate at the top of the stairs and mm-hmm. the bottom, of course. But he would just be screaming and crying, talking about uh, the monster. The monster, the monster. And he was scared. And it would take, again, forever to try and get him to go back to sleep mm-hmm. and put him in his own bed. About the time that we moved the bedroom downstairs is when we started to sage the house. Right. I've forgotten we about that. We didn't do it consistently, but... Because, uh, like I had mentioned, that that bedroom downstairs was like my hangout spot. And on our honeymoon, I had bought a bundle of sage in New Mexico. And I just, I didn't use it or anything. I just had it. And so I decided to use it whenever we had moved downstairs because there had been such a big change in the house. And I can remember after saging, well, smudging that first time, it just felt super light. Just like mm-hmm. at the apartment when we got rid of the book... It just yeah. felt like all that weight was lifted and I was sleepy. And so I wanted to take a nap. And I just remember you saying that you, you just had a headache. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty intense, which th- this particular bundle of sage had been, s- <clears throat> it was a f- couple years old at mm-hmm. this point. It was r- old and it was really, really smoky and mm-hmm. getting them demons out. I guess so. <laughs> I thought you were the one with those though. Well, you're the one that had the headache. Yeah. You, you are the demon. Um, I distinctly remember a time where your brother was over watching The Exorcist downstairs. <laughs> you were like passed out in bed and I was laying next to you and you were like talking in your sleep. It was not, yeah, you know, I didn't understand what you're saying. It was creepy. <laughs> Why didn't you wake me up? Because it was terrifying. Well, this, and this was also in the house. Yeah. So that doesn't help matter. No. What if it wasn't me? <laughs> So I had smudged that that first time in that house, and then after having such a release from it, I started smudging more regularly. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that it was helping, but it didn't ever make everything completely go away. It was just like it knocked it out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You talked to a friend or something about it, mm-hmm. and they gave you a... Yeah, I talked to one of my really good friends. And she gave me this Native American blessing that I could say while I was smudging. And I come from Native American background. So, I mean, I feel for that. Mm -hmm. And I do a little bit more research to make sure if I'm doing everything correctly or if there's anything I can do to add to it and make it like more beefy to maybe finally get Mm -hmm. rid of whatever this is. Because we never, even today, I I have no idea what it was. Right. And so we start every week smudging, you saying that, and I started walking behind you and reading Psalms 23. Yeah. I mean, and And we said it in every single room. We would walk into every single room of this house and I would say this Native American blessing and Tanner would say Psalms 23. Another thing that happened at the the same time as we're doing this is in that coat closet right next to the the bottom of the stairs mm-hmm. we found this like a doily it was like a curtain, curtain. or something yeah. but it was old and but, it looked like a doily and it had been in the house since we moved in and we didn't we'd never seen it before then i either. mean i knew it was in there because that's where i kept a lot of my oh, okay. stuff i was never my, in that closet on the shelf up there i had the uh like some of my comic statues and stuff that never got unboxed mm-hmm. and it was on top of those uh but then with all the stuff going on, that's when I finally like thought about it. It was the same sort of thing as with the when the book happened. Okay, I was like, well, maybe this is we'll the only thing away. I can think of, and so we threw it away, and like we threw it away, and then we smudged the house and did our prayers, and at that point, it did feel like it was gone. Yeah, and, and it was like a couple of weeks. 
uh, I think it was more like a couple months. Was it? Goblin 1 started sleeping through the night consistently mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And everything felt like it was fine until my birthday that year. So it, w- it, w- it was July now in 2020. That was a fun birthday party. Yeah. So the Goblins had spent the night with my parents the night before. Uh, they brought them back for the party. We all hung out and then put everybody to bed. And then Goblin 1 wakes up screaming. There was no getting them back to bed. We brought them into bed with us. And that was the beginning of the end. Yeah. He he just slept in the bed with us for the next six months until we moved out. Mm-hmm. He never slept in his own bed in his own room again there. And so, so now we're we're entering the time where things actually start happening. Yeah. It, so it starts to get way more intense. And I've reached out to my friend that gave me the Native American blessing. Which it was fine for probably another month. Uh, mm-hmm. Of It was mostly just uh, we had really just given in and just let him sleep with us mm-hmm. because it wasn't worth the hassle of trying to go to bed. I mean, but it was were... also hard to sleep with him because he's I mean, he's it a was, toddler. It was rough. And so I start asking all of my friends, like all of my spooky friends. I start just begging for help on what else we can do. I have friends in the occult that I was trying to get answers from. I have another friend and she has a, a strong Native American background. And I was asking her if she knew anything I could do then. I became a plant lady at that point because mm-hmm. I had read that plants suck out the negative energy. So there was literally plants all over the house in all the all the rooms. Nothing was working. And I had several friends that offered to come help me cleanse the house most of my friends kept saying we needed to get a priest to come bless the house. Which, I mean, I would consider us religious, but we don't regularly attend mm-hmm. a specific church. Well, and I felt, I, I was afraid that I was being overdramatic about it, which I know now that I I was not being overdramatic, but I didn't want to seem like I was being, which, I don't know. Which, aside from him not sleeping again, that was probably another month of the most activity is just him not sleeping mm-hmm. when it really picked up is when we for sure decided we were going to sell because at that point we stopped smudging because we didn't right. want to smell. If you've never smudged before, I, I use sage. You can use a couple of different herbs, but people that have never smelt burning sage and have maybe smelled weed once, they think it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, we were getting ready to sell the house and we did not want people to come and look at the house and think that it smelled like weed. Not that we have an issue with it. We just didn't want it affect the selling. It was just one of the many things that we were trying because it was it was very stressful trying to sell the house. Yeah. Um, trying to get it clean enough for the people looking at it. Like, I remember that being... They were a so snotty. ...big deal and a huge hassle. So it was just one... One less thing to have to worry about, Mm -hmm. especially when there was a viewing or an open house or something, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that's when the activity really started to increase. After we moved in, we painted Mm -hmm. and the inside of the house was colorful. It Mm -hmm. was the way we liked it. But then when we sold, we're getting ready to sell, we painted the inside white. We painted it white, so it'd be pretty basic. And I also remember we were afraid that if we talked about selling the house while we were inside the house, that it would know what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And so we did not talk about leaving at well, all. We didn't talk about whatever the entity was either Mm-mm. inside of the house. Nope. We would not talk about it. If we were in the house, we did not talk about it. If it was super urgent to talk about it, we'd go out, out in the backyard mm-hmm. or we'd wait until we were at lunch the next day. Mm-hmm. Yep. So 
obviously the house is changing, but we're trying our best to like be sneaky about it inside the house, which is ridiculous. So one afternoon, I can't remember if you were there or not, because it was, this was in 2020 and Amarillo was, I, I think they were just out of shelter in place. So you may have been back at work, but I know for sure me and both goblins were in the kitchen getting a snack which i worked through shelter in place because the way our mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. our office was set up mm-hmm. there was six employees with a great big building and everybody had their own and office. everyone had their own office so we continued working yeah but uh, both the goblins and i we were in the kitchen getting a snack and goblin one was standing in a chair and he had his snack it was like a baggie of fruit or something mm. And I was fixing Goblin 2's little baggie of fruit or whatever it was. And I remember, because he was telling us a story. He was telling us something. And so I was looking at him and his left hand was holding his Ziploc baggie and his right hand was inside the baggie getting whatever was in there. And just as he was getting that, grabbing for that fruit, I had turned to hand Goblin 2 hers. In that like point two three five seconds that i was turned away looking away from him he started screaming and crying like something is very wrong all of a sudden and so of course i turn around I'm like babe what's wrong what's going on and he's like my neck my neck burns my neck burns and his hand is still inside his ziploc bag he never even got the bite of food out so i turned him around and i went to look at the back of his neck where he's saying that it hurts and he wasn't even touching it. He just was saying the back of his neck. And there was three scratches across the back of his neck. And I know that he did not do it because, like I said, his hand was in his bag mm-hmm. the whole time. The whole time that it was happening. It never came out of the bag. He hadn't scratched it before his hand was in the bag because he would have been crying about it whenever it happened. Mm-hmm. And so I put my, like I ran I I just remember running my hand across those scratches and being like, this is bad. Like, this is a bad thing. Yeah. (laughs) And he was like that right there. That's where it hurts. That's where it burns. So I just tried to play it off because, of course, we didn't want them to know that anything was wrong or Mm -hmm. draw attention to it in their mind. So I just put an ice pack on it. We took care of it and just moved on. I immediately smudged the house after that, too, Mm -hmm. because... I mean, it was obvious. <laughs> I guess it wasn't obvious. You could draw a conclusion. But I just knew intuitively that's what this was. Right. And so it had, it was, like I said, every time I cleanse, it's like it just knocks it out for a little bit and then it comes back. So I just started, I just well, started smudging again. And at this point, it's coming back angrier. Angrier, yeah. And so I started do the, doing the Native American blessing and we did it for a week seven days in a row that's what my friend told me to Mm -hmm. to try next seven days in a row every single day and on that eighth day wait and see if you notice anything if you do smudge again same thing the next day just keep going until it's gone like like an herbal antibiotic (laughs) (laughs) and i think on day nine we had to smudge again and i think at that point we were like what are we supposed to do I mean, the house is not selling just yet, and 
we just we felt were, so hopeless. We're getting close to our breaking point. We hadn't reached it yet, but we're getting close. Mm-hmm. I think we had gone out to eat that night because we just needed to get away from the house. We tried to be there as little as possible anyway. We were just talking about it. Like, what, what are we supposed to do until we can get out of here? Because we had to wait for the house to sell before we could get a new house or do anything else. Mm-hmm. The, then I can remember maybe a week later... It had gotten so bad that Tanner and the kids would not go in the house unless I was also with them. So they would play outside in the backyard until yeah, I got home. I would pick them up from daycare when I got off. Mm-hmm. And then we would go out in the backyard and play. Mm-hmm. And I can remember one of those nights that that had happened. I got home. They were playing in the backyard. And it was a nice night. So I, mean, I just sat down and we hung outside for maybe another 30 minutes. And everything was good. Everything was normal, talking about our day. Nobody was upset. It was a good evening. And then we got ready to go inside so I could cook dinner. And all of a sudden, I was just pissed at you. And for literally no reason at all. Everything had just been fine. Well, he hadn't even said or done anything or been in the house long enough for anything to make me mad. But I was pissed. And I I feel like I fought it. For about 30 minutes, and I know that I was snippy mm-hmm. in that 30 minutes. You're like, mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm. I remember that. <laughs> but, and I kept trying to be calm, and I just remember, like, talking through my teeth the whole tra- whole time, trying to stay calm. But in my head, I'm like, you have no reason to be acting this way. Like, what is the deal? And finally, I remember looking at you and being like, please go outside now. <laughs> <laughs> right now (laughs) and as soon as we crossed that threshold I immediately took a deep breath and I was like I am so sorry I don't know what the problem is I know that I am being a bitch to you but I don't I don't know why I, I don't know what the deal is but inside I just feel so angry at you and there's literally no point for it and so I took a couple of deep breaths it was all good and we went back inside and it was fine after that but I always felt like it was trying to pit me against you. Mm-hmm. And that sucked. <laughs> I can even remember standing out in the backyard trying to get a break from the house. And uh, from the backyard, you could see the bathroom window upstairs. And I just remember staring at that window like I know it's coming from the upstairs. Even now, when we drive by, I don't like looking at the upstairs windows. No. And I just felt like if you looked at that window long enough, surely you would see it. Yeah. Like it would look back. Yeah. So the the inside of the house now is pretty bare bones. Yeah. We've moved it's, it's in the everything personal now. out. Basically enough furniture to sit on that we haven't moved out yet. Yeah. We have a love seat in the living room and that's literally it. Uh, and we were sitting downstairs watching. I, I think we were watching The Grinch or something because it was. Getting, no, it was Harry Potter. We were watching Harry, Harry Potter. Harry Potter? Mm-hmm. Okay. And Goblin 2 was asleep. And Goblin 1 was uh, laying in the floor with a blanket and pillow and stuff like that. And, and you and I At this point, we the... just let him stay up till we went to bed because yeah. he was going to sleep with us anyway. Yeah. So. And so Tanner and I were on the, the love seat. And he was leaning to the left on the armrest. And I was, I'm always sitting up crisscross applesauce. <laughs> that's my pose. That's, that's how I sit. And uh, so I just am sitting up. Um, but I'm kind of diagonal facing Tanner and the TV all of a sudden I felt something touch my back and I kind of laughed to myself and I was like 
shit, here we go again. <laughs> and I, I looked at Tanner and I said, did you just touch me? And he kind of gave me a crazy look and he's like, no, I'm all the way over here. I was like, I know. And I looked down on the floor at Goblin 2, or I'm sorry, Goblin 1. And he is just laying there watching TV. And I look back at Tanner and I'm like, I need you to look at my back. And so I pulled up my shirt and I had three scratch marks down my back. Like, great. So we smudged again right then that night because we were trying to be quiet because mm-hmm. Goblin 1 was asleep and the baby gates on the stairs were loud. Yeah. She never woke up. Even every single night that Goblin 1 would wake up screaming and crying from his nightmare, she never budged. Right. And that's why this last straw was so scary. Right. Because this whole time we felt incredibly guilty for her being upstairs by herself, but it never bothered her ever. Mm-mm. She never woke up from goblin one's nightmares she always slept through the night every single time and in the dark she didn't have a nightlight mm -hmm. everything was fine for her and now here we are we're now a week from christmas Mm -hmm. we go to bed middle of the night through the baby monitor we just hear blood curdling scream we both jump out of bed so fast and run around that corner and we're at the top of the stairs before i even realize anything that's happening i was all the way in her room before I had any idea. Right. Like, I don't know. I don't know how we moved that fast, but I just remember hearing her initial just, scream and we were gone. Well, and it's like, it's a good thing it wasn't a home intruder because we I know. were not prepared. <laughs> we just came busting around the corner. And I don't know if we just, if we were that far on edge that any little thing, we just knew it was whatever this entity was. Well, she didn't we just, woke up. She, she never, never woke up. Never I woke never up. heard her through the baby monitor ever. Mm-hmm. And you like, could hear weird stuff through the baby. Monitor, I always had it turned her. up just in case, you know. Mm-hmm. And then when we heard this, like, you know, something's. I was pure adrenaline. It was crazy, <laughs> but we we bust through her bedroom door, which I'm ser- sure is <laughs> startling. Anyway, busting through, but she is sitting up in her bed. She's in a toddler bed at this point. She is sitting up. She is pointing at my closet and she is like just crying, bawling her eyes out, talking about the monster. She's like, the monster, the monster, the monster. So we scoop her up and I know that we, neither one of us really wanted to talk about what had just happened to her inside this room, but Goblin One is downstairs. We and did, he's we had were... nightmares for months prior to this. So we, you, you don't want to scare him too. Yeah, we weren't up there very long. We grabbed no. her. We took her downstairs with us. Yeah. And there wasn't much left to the night anyway. Well, we were asking her what had happened. Mm-hmm. We both already knew what it was, but we had never told the kids like about our nightmares or what no. was happening. We did let them help smudge just to try and let them have a sense of power over what was. We told them to wave it at what's, what makes them feel scared. Right. That's all we said. We, we were trying to give them power over what was scaring them. And we would tell them to go where go where it is. Goblin 1 always smudged, or, or well, pointed the smudge stick up above his bedroom door mm-hmm. in that corner. Um, and Goblin 2 just, she didn't really know. But she's going around. She's, she's just helping. She's there for the, the <laughs> event of it, I guess. <laughs> but we were asking her about her dream. And she's saying that the monster... She just kept saying that it was black. She says it's black, black monster, black monster out of the closet. We took her downstairs and I remember looking at the 
the alarm clock and it was either five or six o'clock in the morning but I know it was close to time for our alarms to go off and we all just piled up in bed and (laughs) waited for our alarms to go off so we Mm -hmm. could go to work the next morning which that morning when our alarms would go off is a Friday we went to work and then uh, I picked everybody else up our original plan for where we were going to move had fallen through at this point and we were meeting the realtor to look at one of the first houses that we were going to look at to buy. Mm-hmm. So we do that. Then we go to a nearby restaurant. Trying to figure out what well, the hell we we're going to do next. We weren't yet. We were eating supper. And then I remember I was like, I'm not going back. We're going to have to figure out something to do tonight because I'm not going back. Right. And it's because it had not messed with Goblin 2 this entire time. Not once. And now it's messing with her and she is upstairs by herself and she will not sleep in bed with us like not, Goblin 1 well, will. The, there's not enough room anyway. No, it just, it was not going to work. There was, And we still had two weeks left before the closing of selling the house. Right. And we hadn't, and we, we didn't, didn't have, have anywhere, anywhere to, go. to go anyway. Yeah. But we knew that we were not going to stay there mm-hmm. another night. Which we knew that we were going to have to spend some time in our travel trailer anyway. Mm-hmm. But this weekend it was not. It wasn't planned. It, well, it was not where it needed to be. Mm-hmm. It was still at we. We have a. A motorcycle lease. We have a motorcycle lease and our trailer was at the lease, which was so, an hour and a half away. One way. Uh-huh. And it was too late. It was already. It was probably, it was probably 30 yeah. at this point. Uh, it was too late to go get it. So we were trying to figure out where we were going to go. We really did not have the money to spend on a hotel. Also, we have two dogs. Mm -hmm. And so that was going to be a nightmare. We could not go to my parents' house because they didn't have an extra bed or anything. And we could not go to Tanner's parents' house because they have cats. Well, one of our dogs was afraid of cats and the other (laughs) one would probably eat a cat. Yeah, (laughs) so that wasn't going to work. Thankfully, we have some awesome friends and they offered to let us stay the night at their house. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we did. We all went over there and piled up on the couch and watched movies. Right, Right, for the one night and then the next morning... Me and the kids had something to do, but yeah. I don't remember what we were doing. I don't remember either, but... but it, I know it was a Saturday. Yeah, because Dad and I went to the lease to get the trailer. Uh-huh. And we came back, and we set our trailer up on my parents' property, and then we lived out of the trailer for the next two months before we could move into mm-hmm. our new house. Um, but we did have to go back a couple of times, I think, to finish cleaning. Yeah, we still had to clean. We still had furniture in the house. I guess the weekend after Christmas... We got everybody together and moved everything out. I think it was the weekend before we actually closed that we moved everything out. Yeah, and did that final last deep clean. And I do remember that's, you know, I think I know what we did. I think me and the kids went to the house and took down Christmas decorations. Oh. Because I remember it being super depressing because it was not Christmas yet. Yeah. And we're taking down the decorations. And we're just terrified. Uh (laughs) So I, I, I think that's what we were doing. I think we took down the decorations and we packed up like clothes mm-hmm. stuff that we could stuff that we needed in the trailer in the trailer yeah that's probably what happened everything else stayed for another uh like week or so mm-hmm. and then we got all the family together and friends and actually moved everything to storage units and stuff like that but yeah we we packed up enough to live out of for we i think we packed enough for a month but we we lived out of the trailer for two months mm-hmm mm-hmm I just I remember the last time leaving that house and I was like good riddance. 
I remember it being so weird because it's not a big trailer, Mm -mm. but it was so much better. It was so much better. And I mean, we basically only slept out of the trailer. I mean, we cooked inside and showered inside and everything like that with my parents' house. It was close enough to the house that we had Wi-Fi, so we'd still watch Netflix or whatever on the one TV in the trailer. But I also remember the kids actually sleeping. Yes, that was the biggest difference. and, And it still took some convincing Goblin one, we had this little solar light that we had to remember to put in the window every morning so that it would charge throughout the day. And he still, to this day, will not sleep without lights on in uh-huh. his room. And like a couple of lights. And a dog. And a dog. We got him to sleep with one of the dogs in the trailer. Mm-hmm. It was the younger dog because he's bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he still sleeps with a dog. Mm-hmm. And I mean, ever since that night where whatever happened with Goblin number two... Uh, she still sleeps fine. It did take a little bit of adjustment once we moved into the new house. But we had to tell them over and over, we're like, this is a good house. There's no monsters here. Uh, they helped me sage the new house when we moved in and everything was good. Mm-hmm. But it did take some convincing that this house was safe. Mm-hmm. Which I had hoped that they would like not remember because they were little when all of this stuff happened. But they do remember. Yeah, I, I do think they'll forget over time. But I kind of hope so because it was real scary. Yeah, and they were real little, and I know they were super affected by it. It just we just couldn't do anything else. I don't like driving by it. I will go yeah. out of my way to go around that house. We drove by it because the old house it is off of a main street in mm-hmm. Amarillo, and it's the second house in, so you can see it. And there's a stoplight right there too. And a few months ago, we were driving by it, and I looked at the house. We got stopped at the stoplight, and I looked at the house, and I just happened to look up to that second-story window on the side, which would have been Goblin One's room, and it just was immediately like, nope, don't look at it. It, mm -mm, Mm -hmm. Nope. And I do remember, too, feeling so bad whenever we were selling it, because we wanted to tell the buyer, like, Oh, yeah. (laughs) I do remember we were... um... They asked us to fix something in the attic, mm-hmm. and we were up there fixing it. We found another one of those doily we curtains in the attic, Yep, and we threw that away. And it was just, like, up there in the insulation. Yeah. It was super weird. It was weird. super weird. Uh, and I do wonder if that fixed it, but also we never went back in the house after that day. No, and I remember wanting to give him a heads up and be like, yo, this house you're haunted- buying is haunted. Don't you, <laughs> Don't know, you know that, that house, house is haunted? <laughs> Yeah, so that's the story of our first haunted house. Well, yeah. Not the first haunted apartment, first haunted house. No, the (laughs) apartment wasn't haunted. The book was haunted. Well, that's true. That's on a technicality. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed the story. Be sure you're following us on the Facebooks, the Instagrams. And send us your spooky stories on our email on reaperscreepers.spooky22 at gmail.com. Yeah, send us your stories. We'd love to read them on air, whatever you want. Yeah. Y'all have a happy Halloween and stay safe out there. And we'll see you next time. Bye.